enterprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest escapes these days. Just representation of storm brewing. Amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my team. Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host. Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And we're doing two episodes this week, two episodes of Rambling Runner and two episodes of Road to the Olympic Trials. I know a lot of you are quarantined. You want that fun content, and we're here to provide it. So today on the Rambling Runner podcast, we have an episode with Bethany Davis. Bethany was on the show, shoot, about two years ago. She is fantastic. Not only is she a dedicated runner and marathoner, she's a mother of five kids right now. In addition to that, I say right now because she is fostering one, um, a little one right now, and she's just living a crazy, hectic life. Her husband is a police officer, so he works atypical hours. And she is the best when it comes to at-home workouts. And tis the season for that. I'll tell you what, with gyms closing all around the country, so many of us are just cooped up in the house. And let me tell you, if you're in quarantine right now and you don't have kids, you don't know how good you have it. Let me just say that right now. So, But a lot of us, whether you have kids or not, are looking to find really positive and beneficial ways to work out at home with minimal equipment. And that is exactly what Bethany is on the podcast to talk about today. If you want more information, just go visit her Instagram site. It's B, that's spelled out, B-E dot fit dot Davis. And you'll see videos galore on a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about in this episode. So without further ado, here is Bethany Davis. Hello, Bethany Davis, and welcome back to the show. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. So how long has it been since you've been on this show? Oh, gosh. I think it's been over two years now. I think it was two years in February. And the only reason I remember that is because every year in February, we kind of do like a couple's trip in Tahoe, my husband and I. And when we recorded the show two years ago, I was on my headset, on my phone, crammed in the back of like this little tiny Mustang on our way home from Tahoe. I remember that. I remember you texting me like, I'm not sure this is going to work. We'll give it a try anyway. Yeah. So, and it, and it worked. We made it happen. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And then we actually saw each other at the California International Marathon in 2018, because that's your neck of the woods. And you, know, you and you know, your husband's family is from around there, too. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I actually was rocking the uh, your company's shirt, Be Fit Davis, the other day on my run. Yeah, I saw that. I love that. Yep. And then were you, did we see each other in Boston 2018 or no? We did. Yeah. You're, I remember because you. I remember we had that meetup. We had about like 15, 20 people at the meetup, which was which was really fun. Great pictures from that. And I remember because your husband and my wife were the only two non-runners. So they just talked to each other like in the corner the whole time. And then like all the runners like stayed congregated. I remember that. They had they had quite a bit in common. <laughs> that, that That's when I was like, all right, I'm about to lose my wife. Because like your husband's like this big strapping guy police officer, really funny, all the things that I'm not. I'm like, this is when she leaves me. She's not going to leave me for John because he's taken, but she's, he's going to leave. She's going to leave me for somebody else like him. Oh, that's hilarious. No, no, you're quite the catch, Matt. No, you know, it's a, in, in terms of uh, her world, I was the tallest midget. That's all it came down to. <laughs> okay. So I was excited to have you back on the show because 
basically we're going to put this out pretty soon after we record this because right now um as everyone knows it's like it's the time of self-quarantine people are staying away from other people and this includes for a lot of people going to the gym so there's a lot of gyms that have closed there'll be even more that will be closing and even if they aren't closed people are basically being advised not to go to them so it's really the time for active folks to get as much activity in the home as they can. And when I say in the home, it means like, you know, whether it's inside or outside. And what we can also touch on is the same thing with kids, right? A lot of, a lot of sports, a lot of youth sports are canceled now. So it's all about home workouts. And when I was thinking about this, you were the first person that come to mind. You put out great stuff on this topic all the time. So I guess first things first, when you first saw this coming, in regards to gyms closing and people really having to rely on what they have in their house and what they can do moving forward. What were some of the things that initially popped into your head? Yeah. So, I mean, the thought of being stuck at home for a couple of weeks with five kids kind of was like, whew, okay, but here we go. We can do this. Um, majority of my workouts are done from home, majority of the ones that I post on my page. So I love working out at home. I do think that there's like a time where I love going to the gym where I can just put the kids in kids club, check out, put my headphones on and get my workout done with no interruptions. Um, however, most of my life workouts have been done at home and that's like what all of my programs are created around. And I do that to eliminate excuses. Like I get that there's, you know, maybe people that can't afford a gym membership to put all their kids in kids club, or they just can't get all their kids out of the house or whatever reason. So I love to just eliminate excuses by like, hey, here's workouts that you can do a lot with no equipment at all. Um, I do post some with, you know, like a simple pair of dumbbells or some resistance bands that you can grab on Amazon or grab at a garage sale. Um, But for the most part, no equipment needed. Everything can be done at home. And I love to encourage people to involve their whole family, involve their kids in this. Um, you know, my kids see me working out and sometimes they don't want to join and that's okay. But then they'll be like, mom, look at my pushup. How's it doing? And, you know, I just love that they're seeing that as an example. Um, and they're interested in, you know, starting fitness and just keeping it as a part of their life. So that's really cool. So when I heard this, I was just kind of like, wow, well, you know, back at home, I just kind of got back into my gym routine, found a great gym. We recently moved over the summer So that was all new to find a new gym. Um, And so we just had gotten in our routine for that. But knowing that this is not permanent and this is just a few weeks, it kind of just excites me. I like to get creative with workouts at home. And now I kind of have no choice but to get the kids involved because they are out of school. Little League was canceled. You know, karate is canceled. All their forms of physical activity and their outlet um, has been canceled for the next few weeks. So. Um, yeah, we we actually did a little workout yesterday and uh, we had a dance party. So that's kind of a way to get them active and moving too. Yeah. I mean, my kids, I have a four-year-old and seven-year-old. They're actually both about to have their birthdays and they're going nuts, which means they're driving their parents nuts <laughs> in terms of uh, inside the house. That's for sure. All right. So let's touch on a couple of things because when it comes to working out, especially doing something new, oftentimes people will latch on to any reason not to do it. Any inconvenience or just perceived inconvenience, which can be an issue. So first things first, if you have someone who's saying, hey, I'm pretty experienced when it comes to working out, 
I can't get a good workout if I'm lifting at home or doing these things. What would you say to that person? I would say, let me send you one. Um, You know, there's, (laughs) I think a lot of times people think that, especially if they're used to lifting heavy weights, like John actually kind of struggles with that. He's like, "Eh, I can't get a good lift in. Like, I'm not going to work out at all. And, you know, I just, I challenge them, first of all, be open-minded. If you're so set in your workout routine that you can't switch it up, then that's not really creating a lifestyle of fitness. That's like, well, if I can't get my normal thing in, then I'm not going to do anything at all. Um, So try a different, like if, if you do a hundred burp, if you're used to lifting heavy and you're, you can't get that in at home, well, I tell people just do a hundred burpees and I promise you that you will feel it the next day. You will be exhausted and you will be sore. So um, I think definitely for them to be open-minded about starting, trying something different. Um, But if they, you know, they they can get a great workout in a, without any equipment at all, even if that's not what they're used to. All right. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. The people who are, you know, either kind of new to not necessarily working out, but they're new to getting stronger in some sort of capacity with either weightlifting or doing exercises. Maybe they're not new to exercise in general, but just strength training um, in any capacity. And they're looking at this like, okay, now I'm in charge of this. I'm the one who has to like figure this out. You know, if you're talking to someone on the complete other end of the spectrum, who's just nervous about doing something new in their own house by themselves, what would you tell that individual? Yeah. You know, I think that now is actually the perfect time because a lot of people who are just starting a fitness routine, going into a gym or a new gym class or a new boot camp class is very intimidating because they're going to feel like, oh, everyone knows what to do. I don't know what to do. My form's going to be off. Um, so now is like the perfect time. Get, you know, look up a workout on, you can go to my Instagram or you can go to YouTube or just, you know, there are so many resources online of free workouts. Go find one. Make it your goal to even focus on that one workout for the week and just master one exercise each day. So get in front of the mirror, watch your form, try to um, do the form exactly like the person showing it to you. Make sure it's a credible source so you know they're doing it properly. But uh, just move slowly. I think another time too, another thing too is people who are just starting will look at a workout and go, oh, I have to do four rounds of that. Um, I can't do four rounds of that. And I tell people, just take it one round at a time. Do one round, do five minutes of it. Take it slow. But again, now's the perfect time. There's no one that's going to be looking at you. No one's that's going to be judging you. You're not going to be in a gym with a bunch of people. You can do it at home to where no one knows. Um, and you have, again, unlimited resources on the internet of great workouts, free stuff, forum techniques. You can YouTube an exercise and look up exactly how to, you know, properly do that exercise or message me. I'm happy. I love to just walk people through it. Like people who are just starting fitness programs is like my, my favorite people. I just love to encourage them and help them through it and answer any questions that they have. All right. So I'm going to be that person. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Ready? Yep. But Bethany, this is all like body weight stuff. And like, how do you expect me, a person who's new to this, be able to lift like their whole body weight? Yeah, well, there's modifications for everything. And actually, 
I've actually been getting that a lot lately of people who are, you know, they might not be able to do a full push-up or even a, a normal squat. That's a lot. Or they might have a knee issue. Um, there is modifications for every single exercise. Um, so I yesterday I posted a workout on my page that was a beginner workout, all body weight basic movements, and everyone had two mo- every exercise had two modifications for it. So it had like a beginner, kind of an intermediate, and then a more advanced version of the exercise. So I would say, let's modify it. If you feel like you can't do that exercise, no problem. Here's an alternative for it. There's no excuse. Yeah, but Bethany, you don't understand. You don't have five kids at home. I don't think I have enough time for this. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely wouldn't know what that's like. So um, (laughs) let's... During nap time or before you get in the shower, do 10 squats before you get in the shower. If you can't do a squat, I have a modified version right here for you, but just do 10 of them before you get in the shower. And then while you're cooking dinner, while the pasta is boiling, do 10 squats. Grab your child and pick them up and spin them around and then do five squats. Just throughout the day, just make fitness part of your life and soon you won't be able to live without it. All right. Let's talk about the difference there because obviously you have routines and circuits that you've put together that are fantastic. And, you know, again, truth be told, you're not the only one that does this sort of thing. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of great resources on the internet. I love yours because you know, I'm just a fan of you personally. And I, I've tried your stuff and I use your stuff. And it's, it really is helpful for me. I don't use as much as I should, I'll be honest, but, but <laughs> I do use it. So with that said, you bring up an interesting point. So there's kind of two ways of doing this. And there's probably a range as well of like, all right, no, I got 20 minutes. And I'm going to really go hard here versus like the periodic movement method that you just mentioned in terms of like, hey, I'm just forming a habit or like I can fit it in while I'm doing X, Y, Z. Talk about why even in that second situation, why it's still beneficial. Yeah. So I think, you know, with with fitness, the most important thing is to just make it a part of your life. Like For me, I tell my kids, fitness isn't an option. You will always be active every day with something. Whether I don't care. You don't have to play a sport, but you are going to be, you're going to move every day no matter what it is. That might be jumping on the trampoline for 20 minutes. Um, So I think spreading it out throughout the day or just adding it in when you can is a way to make it a habit. Um, They say it takes 21 days to create a habit and 90 days to create a lifestyle. So I think once you get that past that 90 day of just adding it into your life, you're going to, if you didn't get that in, you'd be like, oh, I got to, I need to move today. And that might be just taking your dog and your kids on a walk after dinner or, um, you know, stretching with the kids one day. I mean, just move your body every day um, and then creating it, you know, making it a lifestyle and a habit. And then that might just be the start of a more intense fitness routine. But you got to start somewhere and it's okay to start small. And on the other hand, some people, you know, have more of that all or nothing personality. And that's great too. But I like to people, you know, don't don't go gung-ho all the time and go, oh, six days a week, an hour and a half every single day. Like that might be a little, that might not be sustainable. So try 30 minutes, three days a week. And then once you get used to that and add that into your routine, then up it a day and then maybe up it to an hour a day. Um, but start start small so you can maintain it. Yeah. So I'm currently listening to this book that I just think is fascinating. It's by BJ Fogg and it's called Tiny Habits. And 
there's a lot of principles in this book, but one of the ones that I thought was not only um, surprisingly useful, but really easy to implement and get started is the idea of matching a habit to a current behavior that you're already doing. And he mentions one that he did. He mentions many, but the one that like I can remember right away and also connects to what we're talking about is he said, all right, one habit I'm going to do is after I go to the bathroom, I'm going to do two push-ups. Like that's it. So again, do two push-ups. If I do two, then I then I fulfilled my my goal and I'm done. He goes, I could always do more if I want to. He goes, I don't I don't limit myself to two, but I will do two. And it was an interesting concept. And then basically saying, okay, like you're you're not trying to create a new trying to create new momentum with this uh, habit. You're just you're connecting it to another habit. So another thing you could do is say like, hey, when I'm brushing my teeth in front of the mirror, I'm going to do calf raises, right? Or something like that. Or like, say you're working from home. So I was working from home all morning today. Like when I work at home, when I send an email out, I'm going to do three squats. Like boom, 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 done. You know, and then congratulating yourself, right? Every time like, yeah, you did it, man. Great work, you know? And it was such an interesting concept because you get this idea of like, yeah, so you did two push-ups, dude. What, like, like, what does that even mean? Like, no one's going to, like, get healthy off two push-ups. But then you see this person who, like, you know, he it, it helped create this habit. And then it was this domino effect. And it was so interesting because, like, if I had just picked up the book without hearing him on a podcast first, I would have dismissed it. But because I'd heard, like, him on a podcast and it really explained it over a 10-minute period, the whole, like, evolution of the habit-building process – it changed it for me. So now I'm like looking, looking at like different ways of doing this exact sort of thing, not just in the fitness realm, but like kind of like in all areas. Absolutely. I love that. I love that he talks about matching it with a habit you already have. So then it, it, I feel like it makes that a habit easier, if that makes sense. It just, yeah, attaches it. That's, I love to do like my thing is a quick workout right before I get in the shower. That way, if I get sweaty, if I break a sweat, done. And then I don't have to think about it the rest of the day. I'm done. So let's talk about doing some workouts here. Okay. So again, you have a lot on your page and I'm going to direct people. Let's just, let's give them the information now. We'll do it again at the end. We'll put it in the show notes, all of that stuff. We're going to talk a lot about, you know, different workouts here. Obviously, audio is not the best medium to discuss some of this stuff, but you know, we're going to give it a go. Also, there's plenty more resources. This is just going to be kind of like a teaser for what you already have. But before we dive into it, where can people learn more about what you're doing and all the stuff that they can actually see for themselves? Yeah. So the best place I would say is my Instagram. It's at be.fitfit.davis. So if you type in befitdavis in the search bar, I should come up. Um, I post I'm right now I'm trying to post a free home workout on my page daily. That way people can just wake up right now, go, I need to get my workout in. Let me go to Bethany's page done. Here's my workout for the day. Um, and most all of my workouts are no longer than 30 minutes. So every workout in my programs, they're typically four exercises, four rounds of it, and they take under 30 minutes. And I do this just because again, I'm a busy mom. I know what it's like to not have the time or to be busy. Um, but first of all, not having the time is not an excuse. You have time for what you make time for. So if you don't have the time, then it just means it's not a priority for you. So maybe switching around priority, your priorities might help and add fitness 
move it to the top of the list a little bit. Um, but I do understand people are busy. I get it. So I try to keep all my workouts really short, doable, easy. And again, they can all be modified. So if someone new is coming into this and they're like, oh, four rounds, I tell them just do one round or work up to two rounds um, and, and then work up to four rounds eventually. So Instagram's the best place. I do have my website, befitdavis.com, but that is also linked in my profile of my Instagram. Okay, so let's go through, so let's go through a couple people that um, say they came to you and I'll give you like an example of what they are, what they're looking for, and you can kind of give a sample workout that you may have already created or something along those lines that would be a potentially a good fit for them. Okay, so first things first, We'll talk about the person who is, all right, like, all right, Bethany, here's the deal. I run, you know, 25 to 45 miles a week. Running is my main thing. I don't do a lot of strength stuff. So for me, I just want to feel like I'm getting stronger in a way that's going to help my running. And I'm not too worried about like gaining muscle mass. It's just about like making sure that I'm a better athlete and much more focused on the running side. Definitely. So obviously running is one of my huge passions. So. I recently created my booty boot camp program, which includes a lot of lower body and core strength work. So for a runner, you know, their mileage is pretty moderate for that particular runner. I highly suggest some hip strengthening movements and core. Uh, I have a lot of runners that'll come to me and be like, hey, I need you to check my form. I don't think my form's off. It's, you know, causing this injury. I'm like, okay, let's do three weeks of strengthening your hips and your core, and then we'll assess your form. And typically that corrects like 75 to 85% of all their form issues is just a little bit of strength training. And also for a runner who's got that mileage, I would suggest starting off with two days a week, working up to three days a week. And I would always pair it on their hard workouts. So Strength training three days a week for this runner um, would be a lot like, you know, some squats, some hip raises, some lunges, some unilateral movements to co- to correct any muscle imbalances. And I do talk a lot about this on my Instagram. So if people are like, what is she talking about? I try to also educate you guys on, you know, what I'm talking about. So it's not all as doesn't sound as confusing, but um yeah, a simple workout would be maybe three rounds of squats, lunges, hip raises, um, depending on their on their you know current fitness level. Okay, this would be a great time to talk about your basically what you not your credentials necessarily, but like what makes you an expert in what you're talking about. So give us a little background of like why you're someone who people should listen to. Sure. Yeah. So I, in high school, I never played sports. I ran track, but I did it for the social aspect of it. I think I, and I was a sprinter. So I, I remember <laughs> having to run a mile warm up, and I was like, what? And I was told by the doctor that I had athletic induced asthma, but I'm pretty sure I was just out of shape. Um, Cause I would start wheezing after a run and running just was not my thing. So then I went to college and I uh, I went to Azusa Pacific University, got my degree in applied exercise science. And through those four years are when fitness just became a real passion of mine. I kind of did all of all around. I did everything. So I did 
run a few miles here and there. I got pretty involved in CrossFit, um, which gave me a great strength training base. I worked at a gym for several years that was a CrossFit and Olympic lifting gym. Um, So that's where I gained a lot of my strength training knowledge along with being in college with a degree in this field. Um, Then I graduated college and I quickly after that got married and became a mom right away. And so during my pregnancy with our first son, I started running with a friend. And then shortly after that, she was like, hey, let's train for a half marathon. And I was like, oh, no, never am I going to be able to do that. She's like, let's go on a run this Saturday, five miles. I was like, I'm not going to make it. Sure enough, made it, did great. And I was hooked ever since then. So then um, just dove into distance running and read every book and just really surrounded myself with people who were runners um, and tried to just educate myself as much as I could while I was training and running. Um, And I think that having a base knowledge in strength training really helped. So I really struggled with very few injuries um, throughout all my distance running. And now it's been nine years since I've been running marathons and distance, but with having four kids in between. So most I've ran more marathons pregnant than I have not actually. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of my knowledge on, I hold other certifications. I did, I was CrossFit certified. I have a a group fitness certification, a spin certification, a water aerobic certification, a running uh, USA track and field certification. So just kind of always continuing to grow my my knowledge in in this field because it's what I truly am passionate about and I love. That's awesome. All right, so more degrees and certifications than a thermometer. I appreciate <laughs> it. I want to set the stage because I know you know what you're talking about, but if someone's new to you, then they might be like, "All right, well, who's who's Bethany Davis? Like, why, why am I going to tr- trust her?" So I just want to set that out there. All right, so let's go to an, a, an, another person. Okay, someone who said, "All right, same mileage." Again, 25 to 45, which would be the overwhelming majority of the people who listen to this podcast would probably fall into that group. But they're like, you know what? Not only do I care about my running, but you know what? I do want to be stronger. I just want to be the best athlete that I can be. I can't be spending, you know, hours and hours at the gym. For me, it's more of like maybe two hours a week max spread over several days. But I want to be stronger, um, not just in my legs for running, but my whole body. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. So I'm not advanced, but I want to be kind of like, I want to get to like the intermediate level in terms of total overall body strength. Yeah, for sure. So I think that, you know, I think that strength training for runners is, I think kind of becoming more, uh, something that runners are focusing on right now. It does just make, you know, I, there's little research onto if it strength training actually improves running a lot, but there are things like it can improve your running form. It will, you know, help if you have muscle surrounding a joint, it's going to help protect that joint. So for someone who has that mileage has two hours to dedicate a week, I would say get in a 30 minute workout four days a week. And obviously strength training is going to uh, vary depending on where they are in their training cycle. As they get closer to a race or a marathon, well, the strength training is going to need to be cut back a little bit. But 
I like to think of like my training and my clients training on a year program. They have one A race marathon. If it's a full marathon, I typically they have one, maybe two a year. And we, we look at it based on that year cycle. So in the beginning, they're really, I call it like the bulking phase, which often scares people. A lot of times scares runners because obviously you don't want to be bulky if you're a runner. You want to be long, lean, fast. Um, but that's the phase where you're really focusing on strengthening specific body parts. So again, glutes, hip flexors, core is really important for runners. So we're going to target strengthening those. Again, all over, you know, our, Runners need to have strong upper bodies as well. Focus on strengthening that. And then as we move towards that goal of that race, it's going to cut back a little bit. But I would suggest for this runner, 30 minutes, four days a week. Again, do it on your hard running days. So your easy runs, Keep I always tell my clients, keep your easy days easy. So you're not going to want to do an easy run and then go hit the gym really hard and get sore. And you want your body to recover on those easy days. So when you may have maybe a speed work or a tempo run, get a workout in it on those days as well. All right. Last group, the, uh, the Johns of the world, right? The people who are really strong and also, you know, want to, you know, for they're, they're worried about this because they're like, listen, I spent a lot of time getting strong, building my body. I'm not going to be going to the gym for a while. Like you said earlier, maybe a couple of weeks, but who knows? This might last longer than that. And I don't want to lose my gains and I want to make sure that I keep my strength, right? We have people who've been on this podcast we're on the stronger side, right? On the stronger side, I should say. You know, we got like Patrick Cutters of the world, Scott Littleton's, and, and those folks, you know, and it doesn't have to be dudes, right? Like you've been on this podcast before. You're very fit and you're very strong. And, you know, those people who want to make sure that all the work they put into this doesn't fall by the wayside because all of a sudden they don't go to the gym for two months. How would you approach this with them? Yeah. So, you know, they've, they, if the furthest, people who are hitting the weights hard and want to maintain that muscle, you really, I mean, you're not going to lose a significant amount in two months, especially, uh, you know, switching it up and changing home workouts. Obviously not everyone has a fantastic home gym with heavy weights. So I would say invest in one pair of, you know, heavy dumbbells for your heavy as relative to that person, but heavy for you get a pair of dumbbells. You can get them on Amazon. You can go to play it against sports. You can just go get a pair or a kettlebell and getting, there's so many full body exercises that you could do. That's going to maintain your strength and your muscle mass during this time. It's, you know, over a course of several months is not going to, uh, you're not going to lose that much, but like you can do jump squats, box jumps, plyometric push-ups, things that are going to be explosive movements that are going to only better their fitness of things that they might not be doing when they're heavy lifting at the gym. Um, I think that this is more a mental struggle for people of, you know, people get so set in their ways, especially athletes, a lot of athletes, a lot of specifically distance runners tend to be type A personalities. And so might not be quite as easy going when it comes to switching things up, but that like I said earlier, they just need to be open-minded about it, realize that this isn't forever. And it's just doing something different is just going to better their all-around fitness. It's going to make them a better overall athlete. So yeah, grab a pair of heavy dumbbells, kettlebell, and get some new workouts in, do some explosive plyometrics type movements. Yeah, I love that. You talk about jump squats. That's a totally different world, right? We've all done air squats and things like that, but all of a sudden you're jumping 
into the air off of a squat, like that's a totally different thing. Now, when you have someone doing jump squats, would you have them be weighted or would you worry about, you know, the impact of that uh, on the lower body? Yeah. So you can definitely, I mean, you can definitely add weight to a jump squat for sure. Um, you know, as long as you're completing it with proper form, you don't feel any pain. And as long as it goes along with your fitness level, weighted jump squats are definitely a great exercise. Um, and that, and you don't need very much weight to feel those. So that's, that's a great exercise to, to feel it and see results for sure. All right. Let's talk about the kiddos. What are some strategies that you use? And again, obviously when you're talking about kids, you know, nothing's going to always work. <laughs> Even if you have the best strategy ever, it might only work half the time, but you might be like, Hey, Half the time is better than 0% of the time, which is what some strategies do. So what do you do in terms of exercise stuff that like the things that we're talking about or some variations of what we're talking about that can engage the little ones in this process with you? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's not going to work for everyone. So even, you know, I have five kids. The youngest is a baby. But what works for my oldest, what my oldest thinks is fun, my four-year-old does not think is fun, and my six-year-old thinks something's different Different is fun. My six-year-old loves to plank. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram, but this kid held the plank, a perfect formed plank for 20 minutes. My husband and I were shocked. We're like, buddy, <laughs> come down. It's time for bed. You, you could be done now. It's okay. And he's like, no, I'm going to hold it. And he made it to 20 minutes where... I don't think that's fun. My other kids were like laughing at him like, this kid is crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so he thinks planking is fun, whereas my four-year-old is in karate and he thinks ninja kicks and forward rolls are really fun. So I think keeping fitness fun for kids is the number one goal. You never want, I would never, ever, ever use fitness as a punishment for them. Um, I want fitness to always be something they look forward to. And I'm not saying that fitness, you know, your workout's always going to be fun. But once you create the habit of the lifestyle, then it's just not an option. You get it done because you like the way it makes you feel or, you know, other things that go along with that. But definitely keep fitness fun. Find what works for each individual kid. So my four-year-old thinks that, you know, squat jumps are fun and we do five squat jumps and then we dance and we be silly in between. And then my eight-year-old, or he really thinks math is fun. So we'll do 10 squats, 10 push-ups, 10 sit-ups, and then we'll add that all together and do math with it. So just, again, finding what works for each individual kid and keep it really fun for them and involve them in yours. If that means that, you know, they're going to crawl all over you while you get a workout in. Sometimes make that happen. Yeah, you brought up something earlier that is fantastic. And that's making sure it's not a punishment. Not that like people be like, you know, you spilled your Cheerios on the ground, go do five push-ups. But I feel like there's a way that, that parents oftentimes, and I'm raising my hand here. I know I've said it. I know my wife has said it. And I've heard a lot of other people say it too, of like some variation of, oh my God, you guys are driving me crazy. Go outside and get some energy out. And it's like, yes, like Yeah, they For probably sure. do yeah. need to get energy out. Yes. But there's a way of phrasing that and approaching it that doesn't view it as like, you're behaving poorly and this is the consequence. Because then that can kind of put exercise in, toward, in, in the negative bucket. 
Right. And that's where people go, oh, I just ate three cookies. I need to go do an hour of cardio. Like, no, just brush it off and move along. Like, work on better choices from now on out. But yeah, I agree. There's a different way to phase it. Like, hey, guys, I can see that we're really wanting to have a lot of fun right now. We've got a lot of energy. Let's let's be, you know, let's do this and see how many squats we can do. Or let's have a, you know, dance party and then do some push-ups. I want to work. I want to see your push-up form because I know it's really good. And, and I want to see how good you can do it. Um, things like that, just different ways, like you said, to phrase it, to make it fun, even though the truth is like, yeah, they're being crazy. They need to get some of this energy out for sure. Um, but I think how you word it is definitely important. I know one thing that's worked for some of my kids, and again, not all the time, granted, but occasionally is setting up something in the house that's kind of like an American Ninja Warrior type yes. style, like yes. uh, like a little like obstacle course. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because like my, my kids get all about that and like they don't even view it as like, again, they don't view it as exercise. They don't view it as, as getting energy out. Again, part of that comes from how you present it. But it's like, yeah, man, we're going to do X, Y, Z. And it might mean that, like, you have to clean up some stuff afterwards. And who knows? Maybe, like, maybe you'll get, like, a fall or a little boo-boo here and there. But I feel like the positives completely outweigh the negatives. Definitely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we have – we definitely have obstacle courses in our house that we'll set up. Or our boys are very competitive. So sometimes we'll have little healthy competitions between them and – um, it's also a way to teach them to be kind when they are better than others or how to lose properly or, um, you know, so many lessons that you can learn, but definitely keeping it fun is so, so important. Bethany, this was fantastic. Thank you for hopping on here again. I really appreciate it. Let's tell the people again where they can find more of your stuff. Yeah, definitely. So head over to my Instagram again. It's Fit Davis, so B-E dot F-I-T dot Davis, and that's on Instagram. My website is linked in my bio where I have programs, but I post free workouts almost daily on my Instagram. And if you guys have any questions on anything we talked about today or anything else fitness-related or not fitness-related, anything in general, definitely message me. I typically respond to every single DM I get on Instagram. There you go. Thanks a lot, Bethany. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Bethany, thank you again for coming on the show. This was so much fun. As always, I love talking to Bethany, and it's easy to see why that she is someone that you can trust when it comes to all areas of working out and being active. She's a, she's a really good coach. She works with a lot of people, and she's just well-versed in so many things. And shoot, even if you listen to this podcast and you weren't sold, just go check her out, man. This lady isn't just talking the talk. She is walking the walk. Now, I'm dropping this on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday morning. So heads up, I'm going to be announcing a uh, a really fun and interesting initiative today on Instagram around noonish or so, kind of middle of the day. So we'll drop this podcast first thing in the morning. And then I'll be doing an announcement that's going to be related to a lot of other running podcasters around noon. So go check that out. In the meantime, thank you so much for rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. It means so much to me. We have a new influx of listeners recently, and I love it.
Thank you so much for doing that. Also, make sure you go check out our new virtual race series, four races, eight weeks, all done wherever you can run, as long as it's not on a treadmill, because this is a Strava-based virtual running series, and they don't allow for the treadmills. But besides that, anywhere you want, just go to theramblingrunner.com. You can check it out there, or you can just search Rambling Runner Run Club on Strava, and it's all right there. Thank you so much for listening, and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Enterprising in my surroundings, I'm finding the quietest estates these days. This representation of storm brewing, amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry.